Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Whiskey Sessions. We're on episode 49, which means be pimp. You're one away from 50. What do you think about that? One away from the big 5-0. Yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive. Not too many podcasts make it to 50. No, only the good ones, and we happen to be the best. Well, don't like to get cocky, but sometimes you can't avoid it. But as we go into our next set of 50, we're also flipping the year to 2019. I mean, this is our last podcast of 2018, so it makes sense to look forward to the next year. So that's what we're going to do in our top five. This is a, I don't want to say a controversial top five, but it's a little bit different. Right. We're not talking about best movies or best TV shows or best anything like that. We're actually going to do the top five predictions for 2019. And this will be fun at the end of 2019 to revisit and see what we got right. And what we got really right. <laughs> Much like when we do our NBA preseason awards predictions. Yeah, the damn shame of uh, not recording in October was that we couldn't do that. Yeah. So now, what are our listeners even supposed to think about the NBA? They don't have anything to go by. They don't, we, we completely failed no. them. Actually, you know what? I think we should cover some of that. It, it, it's I know it's like 25 games into the season or whatever it is at this point. Uh, maybe 30. But... If you had to say your two finals teams and your champion, who do you think it would be? I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets out of the West Mm -hmm. and the Toronto Raptors out of the East. Those are interesting picks. I can get behind the Raptors. I'm not sure I can get behind the Nuggets. We're talking about going to the NBA Finals, <laughs> yeah. not the not like the NIT tournament. <laughs> yes. Okay. And there, I think the Nuggets are going to win. Wow. All right. So you got Nuggets winning the NBA championship uh-huh. behind just Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Off. Yeah, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Great court vision, too. Yeah. Um, Jamal Murray. They they've got a good. Will team. Barton, who hasn't even played yet. Yeah. Paul Millsap. I'm gonna say the Warriors are going to the finals again. I hate to say it. But that's that's my prediction, and I think in the East, that's tough. You've you've got the Raptors, you've got Bucks. you've got the Bucks, uh, Celts. Celts. I feel like the back half of this season they'll make some kind of run. Um, Sixers maybe. Sixers, yeah. That that's tough. I think in the East, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Raptors too. Oh, okay. I like that pick. I like Kawhi Leonard a lot. I like Jonas Valanciunas a lot. Part of I me like, wants uh, to... What's the guy? The Pascal Siakam. Yeah, really good. Forward. I also kind of secretly like the Pacers. Yeah. But I'm not going to predict them. But one of the reasons I do like... And so to get this you know, prediction out of the way quick, I'm going to say the Warriors are going to win again. Ah. I know. I hate to say it, but I think that's what they're going to do. But part of the reason I kind of like the Pacers as being a, a, a dark horse contender in the East is they have Son of Sabonis yes, he's on very their good. team. Very good. And one thing I didn't, I don't think I mentioned to you yet, is that when we were on our travels, I went to the beautiful country of Lithuania for the first time. Uh, we spent three nights in the capital of Vilnius, uh, one night in Nida, which is a small um, town uh, right on the coast of the it's it's on a spit that separates kind of uh there's a lagoon the Coronian lagoon i think it's called uh from mainland lithuania 
and then it separates it from the Baltic uh, Sea, and it's like this two mile wide, some sand dunes, some forests. It's pretty cool. And it's actually like an actual piece of land that hasn't even really existed for that long. It used to like actually move um, because of the sand dunes, and the, the wind would push it around. Hmm. So we stayed one night in Nida there, which is really cool. And then our last night in Lithuania was in a town called Palinga, which is uh, another beach town, not on the spit, but on the coast of Lithuania. And the hotel that we stayed at in Palinga is owned by Arvidas Sabonis. No way. Yeah. Not only that, but when Maggie and I, my wife, we were there, uh, we sat at a bar, had a drink, and then saw this blonde woman walk past. We were sitting, so it was hard to get a real good perspective, but I thought at the time, like, whoa, she is tall. And she walked through, she was carrying a tray of whatever. She was the waitress, from what I could tell. And I said, hmm, I wonder if she's related to Arvidas Sabonis. Mm -hmm. We looked it up, uh, did a little Google research. Turns out he does have a daughter who's like 20, and looked exactly like this woman. We ended up asking another bartender, hey, is that Arvidas Sabonis' daughter? And in fact, it was. Wow. Yeah. I wish we got a picture. Like, that was... I didn't even see her again after that. But she works at a hotel owned huh. by Arvidas Sabonis, which I wouldn't even think that she would have to do that. No. But for whatever reason, it was really cool. We saw Arvidas Sabonis' daughter. This is from... Lithuania. This is an entry in where in the world are... Hey, oh. that's a Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nail the theme song. Wait, let's try it one more time. Okay. Okay. One, what? two, three. Where, Where in the world, world are a Mets and Maggie? Maggie. <laughs> and where we were was Ponga, Lithuania. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was, I was really happy to go to Lithuania for the first time, but that was like an added cool thing. He's one of the best underrated players, I think, of all time. Oh. Underrated, I just... In the U.S., underrated. Way underrated in the U.S. because he came past his prime. Yeah, it was, t- it was the end of... He was still amazing, but still it was great. like the grounded version. But people don't know. I mean, like, people saw him in the late 90s you know, play for Portland, but people also... They don't know, like, he almost single-handedly, like, won the 1988 USSR team, the Olympics. Yeah. He got... He, he led the Lithuania team to a bronze medal in 92. He's an amazing center. Not I've, even like a Lithuania legend. He's like a European legend. I've heard from multiple like people that played with him back then, mm-hmm. or or played against him back then. I think Stacy King was talking about it. Like he he has, when he was on Oklahoma, they played the USSR team in like an exhibition, mm-hmm. and he said he was like when people think of like Hakeem Olajuwon, like that level of athleticism for a center, like David Robinson. Yeah, like he was unbelievable like just crazy yeah i wish he came to the nba earlier but either way he is a legend and yep. i hope someday i actually get to meet him that would be great i don't know where he lives or even what country no i don't either but i would assume you would want to see his son play so maybe he's around here sometime. he's gotta be right yeah yeah all right so that was an entry. That was talking Sabonis. <laughs> talking Sabonis. <laughs> Here on the Whiskey Sessions Radio Power Hour. Um, but, so, we of course have a whiskey for this episode, and then we're going to get to our top five, which are uh, the our top five predictions for 2019, and I know it's going to be a great year. I've got a mix of predictions in there. 
But B Pimp, why don't you tell the good folks at home the whiskey that we have for this episode? This is going to be a bit of a crapshoot. I don't know much about it. It's Samuel Grant. Mm -hmm. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% 40 alcohol by volume, so 80 proof. Our family tradition continues, is all it says. So, it could be a good tradition. could be a bad tradition. It could be a bad tradition. Now, I don't want to have our listeners have any preconceived notions of this whiskey, but why don't you tell the listeners... On what shelf this whiskey was on in the Jewel grocery store? It was right on the bottom. Right on that bottom shelf. By all the plastic bottles. Yes. Although this, this is glass. This is glass. Don't let it fool you. This is a glass bottle. And it actually, it looks in, it like... It's it, kind of intriguing. The look to it does not automatically tell me like this is some kind of knockoff. Mm -mm. The name does elicit like they're trying to go for... Something. Yeah. A like, Jack Daniels feel. Yeah, where it's just like the first and last name, and it's got the same color scheme as a lot of the bourbons and whiskeys have. Yeah, I don't know anything about this whiskey, and when we picked it up, I gotta say, I, I didn't even really recognize it from other like uh, liquor stores that I've been to, so it doesn't seem like particularly prevalent to me in the whiskey market. Maybe our listeners can tell us otherwise, but I, I am curious to try the Samuel Grant. It is a screw on top. Okay. I mean, better that than no top at all. I guess. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to find out. And where was this from again? Oh, Louisville. Okay. Well, at least they got this state right. It's a good place to have it be from. Yeah. I can't argue with that. The, the cover, the label is also very, like, I don't even, what is that? Like, they're, hmm. Is it like bird feathers? I think so. Plumage? If, yeah. If somebody wants to look up the Samuel Grant logo, you know, just go to Google. You tell us what it is. Go to Google, type in Samuel Grant, get past all the pictures of, like, people that are named Samuel <laughs> Grant. And yeah. When you see the whiskey. Let us know. Let us know what you think. All right, well, we're going to try it. Um, great. It's great that we get to try these whiskeys together because we could have different opinions from each other. But we're going to figure out if this is going to be on the smooth train or if it gets the old boot. If it gets a cowboy boot. I will say, when you poured this, I noticed it, it doesn't have a lot of color to it. Mm -mm, it's very... <laughs> it's very, um... Yeah, it's not that rich brown mm -mm. that you would expect. No. Um, hmm. I'm really, uh... I'm struggling with this one a little bit yeah. because my first impression it's is not, that oh, it's not like immediately offensive or anything. It's not immediately offensive. It's pretty like innocuous. It's like it doesn't have a lot of taste to it at all. I can't put my finger on it. It's not something I would like sipping a bunch, but it's also not making me like gag or anything. The aftertaste like is kind of acidic. Yeah. As that's hanging in my mouth a little bit more, I kind of see what you're saying, and I don't care for it. So, you can second it if you want. I think this whiskey gets the boot. I'm booting it. Yeah. Sorry, Samuel Grant. Sorry. Sorry! Your whiskey gets the boot. I'll tell you, just so I'm not totally negative. Mm-hmm. It's not... I had a bad feeling going into, like, yeah. something about it was just, like, not... Something about it said $12, and I can't figure out what it was. <laughs> but sometimes you can get those little, like, some of the Canadian 
whiskeys are on the bottom shelf and they're cheap and they're not terrible. So no. I was like, oh, maybe this will be, you know, like a... It's not the worst. We, we have had, I've had at least five worse whiskeys. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not awful, but it's not getting on the train. Yeah, like, I would rather drink this than Southern Comfort. I'd rather drink this than Ancient Age. Mm-hmm. But this is not good. No, it's not great. And you can't let everybody on the train. No, they're off. They're taking, no. they're walking. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a whiskey that gets the boot. We are ending 2019 with the... Or, sorry, we end 2018 with the boot whiskey. Hopefully, we start 2019 with the, the smooth. with the smooth one. But we shall see. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is not my favorite. There's nothing even... I can't even say anything about it. It's just like... It, it is weird. It, it tastes just, like it's supposed to taste, but just not a good version of it. Right. I guess they did what they could to keep the cost down? Probably. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's not much to it. it. You know what it looks like? I just figured it out. The color. Mm-hmm. It looks like they melted a bunch of those A&W root beer barrel candies mm. into a liquid. What I'm thinking is, like, they kept the cost down by, like, taking all the baseball bats that they make in Louisville and just, like, the extra tar or whatever it was. They, they just, like, put... into a barrel. Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. right? Must be something like that. Okay. Yeah. So this is boot whiskey. Uh, boot if you whiskey. see it, if you see it, <laughs> if you see it on the bottom shelf of your grocery store, just kick it. Go <laughs> go kick. The grocery store will not care. Just tell, if they if they come up to you and ask why, just be like, I'm saving other people for money. Yeah, it's a boot whiskey. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I'm wearing my boots. Yeah, kicking it, <laughs> kicking it. Sorry that. I didn't realize this was the only whiskey on the shelf that was glass. <laughs> yeah. I, I think eight of the $12 went into the bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, Samuel Grant. Yeah. Oh, well. So hopefully the next one is good. But we got to get to our top five because we are talking about our predictions. And these were hard to come up with. I am almost certain we might not have any double dips. It would be Just, amazing if we did. It would be pretty freaking... If... If we have a double dip in this, it's, if our listeners are not familiar with what exactly a double dip is, I probably haven't explained it in a while, but it is when Brian and I, uh, we, you know, in our top five, we have basically, in this case, the same prediction, or if we're talking about our top five 90s one-hit wonders like we were in the last, last episode, if we had a song that was the same in a row, that would count as a double dip. Yep. Now, we haven't had one in a while. Nope. And I fear this is going to be another episode where we don't. Yeah, maybe. But that's how it goes. We never know, though. You do never know, but let's go ahead and get to it. These are our top five predictions for the year 2019. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, we're all raring to know. What is your number five prediction for the year 2019? Another Facebook political scandal rocks the nation. Ooh. Do you have any insight as to what what the scandal might be? Well, I think... Okay, so the reason I'm saying this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh-huh. The Queens slash Bronx yeah. Congress woman. She has been very popular recently because of her social media presence. Mm-hmm. And then I saw on Twitter... That she was, there were some things that are being posted on Facebook about her that were like presented as news stories. So just the same thing that was happening in the twenty before the twenty sixteen election, right? Where like all these right wing blogs were re like sharing these stories and everything. It's the same thing that was happening, 
mm-hmm. and people are saying, hey, I thought this was supposed to be cleaned up and blah, blah, blah. So it seems to me like there's some stuff still running under the radar a little bit. A little bit. It's going to rear its ugly head again next year. I think that is a very reasonable and probably definitely true prediction. Yeah. All right, my number five is that Hillary decides she's running. For president? For president. Oh, boy. <laughs> for a school board. <laughs> I There have been a few think pieces in the last couple of months that have come out about this. And I just think she doesn't want to hang it up. Uh, I gotta be honest, I hope this doesn't happen. I kind of hope it doesn't either. But I feel like it will. And the longer it goes without there being a clear Democratic frontrunner, I, I think there isn't one. No, right there's going to be a big... There's going to be a mess. And that mess, as Donald Trump shows, really helps people with good name recognition. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton for better or for worse, has pretty good name recognition. Yeah. Better than anybody else. So Hill Dog. She does. And I think uh I think she's gonna run again. Alright. Um and I think basically the prediction for two thousand nineteen would be she's declaring it. She's declaring her run, yes. her intentions. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so you were number four. Number four, the office comes back. Whoa. And it's bad. Ooh. Well, yeah, this because it hard. was bad for like <laughs> the last five seasons. Yeah, people forget about that. So, I think I've heard some rumblings recently that they want people are trying to get Steve Carell to come back mm-hmm. and do like a little. I don't know what it would be like a short run or something as Michael Scott again. And I feel like it's, it's like the same thing you were saying about Hillary. Like I've heard enough stories about it recently, and I haven't heard anyone say no. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of those things that's going to take off and like. They're going to do it, and then it's going to be a mess. It's not going to be any good, because it'll be, like, Fuller House or, like, all these other bullshit things that people try (laughs) to do, where it's just, like, pandering to the things that everybody knows, and it's not, like, an actual, like, story that was written. And it'll be really awkward, because every few episodes, they'll say, like, we really wish the Olsen twins would come back to do that with (laughs) us, and it'll be like, I don't know, I don't like this. As like Rain Wilson's gonna say no, yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be like some imitation Dwight or something. Yeah, who do you think going off that? If somebody were to say no and say they still do it, who would say no? Oscar, because he's got that sweet State Farm money coming in. Oh yeah, good point. He's got that. He's doing commercials with Chris Paul. Why would you leave that? Exactly. Yeah, and Cliff Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, Kevin Malone. He's Kevin, probably yeah. enjoying his time outside of the limelight, so he's going to just stay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... There's no reason for him to go back. No, he doesn't need to do it. No. Here's a question for you, though. Going back to Oscar, and I agree that he could be the person that says no. Have you noticed that you've never seen Oscar and Cliff Paul in the same room? <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a stupid joke. <laughs> All right, my number four. This is a brighter note, and it'll come early in 2019, if it comes true at all, Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl. Oh, baby! Yeah. I love it. I think they could. Yeah. I think if they're going to do it, this is the year to do it. There were, it's the kind of season that I feel like they could do it. They need to have, they didn't really have expectations going into the season. No. People were like, people before the season were saying like, oh, I hope they get to 8-8. Surpassed expectations for sure. 
And I would like to see them win the Super Bowl if for no other reason than I would like Chicagoans to forget about Mike Ditka as even Thank being a person. You. Thank you. And the 80, uh, 85. Yeah, enough. So for <sighs> that, like, uh, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl a few years ago. This is not clearly not their year. I think the Bears should do it. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think there's a, there's a few teams that are... Like the Rams, Saints, and Chiefs are the ones that, and Patriots, because you can never count out the Patriots. Yeah. There's some teams that are. Saints look good. Saints look really good. Yeah. But I mean, the year of the, the last time the Bears went to the Super Bowl, which you remember we were watching those games in our mm-hmm. college apartment, um, they beat the Saints to get there. So maybe the. Could happen. Plus, another fun fact the Bears lost to the Dolphins in Miami this year. Mm-hmm. Every year that they've lost to the Miami Dolphins in Miami, they've gone to the Super Bowl. Interesting. That is a crazy fun fact I did not know about, and I think the correlation is certainly there. Correlation does equal causation. Without a doubt. <laughs> All right, what is your number three? The number three, we learned that Trump really does have a thing for golden showers. Ooh. It's like one of those things I don't really want to learn. I think we're going to learn it. That would be amazing. I but, think we're going to get that Russia investigation payoff in 2019 and it's p tapes and i think he i think there's that's a small part i think that's going to be like the least important part of a big report about him is that he's embarrassed that he wanted prostitutes to pee on him that would be amazing and the reason is because i kept hearing about that and it was the it was like in those little snippets of like those reports that got released Mm -hmm. and no one ever disputed those or said, like, there's things in here that aren't true. It just went away because he won. Yeah. And then people got mad. And then, all, and then like, the circus that happens every day kept going. So it just got buried. I feel like that's going to come back and they're like, yeah, that was true. Wow. <laughs> I like it. P-tapes are coming back. The P-tapes. We know for sure Donald Trump likes getting pissed on. He, he loves it. Yeah. All right. My number three. Uh, this is kind of a, an economic prediction. We are headed for a downturn. Yeah. It's, it's kind of already started, so maybe this isn't like a huge prediction, but basically I think we're going to hit a recession. Not like that bad, but I do think the Dow Jones, at least, this will be my barometer for the prediction being true or not, will dip below 20,000. Okay. So right now, as of me, as of us recording this, it's like 24 and change. It's been as high as 26 and change. And it's steadily going down. I mean, for me, I always felt like Donald Trump could win again as long as the economy was, like, fine. And so it almost makes me root for, I don't want anything bad to happen. But people need to realize he's, like, a super shitty president. He's actually not good with the economy, and this will be a result. Of he's it. right. He's still writing Obama's. Yeah, he's still writing those coattails. Those coattails are going to run out at some point, and I think this is the year that happens pretty noticeably. Okay. I, the only thing I would. This is not the meat of your prediction, so I don't feel like picking apart anything. But I don't know if even if the economy remains strong, I think there's enough shit going on that he wouldn't even have a chance. Maybe. Depending on who runs against him. It does. That that makes a big difference, too. But... I don't know. I just think all the things that went his way in order to get him in in the first place 
with four years, hopefully not four years, but with four years of seeing what that looks like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if enough people would be like, yeah, I made a solid choice. <laughs> I'm going to do I, it again. I would agree. Here's, here's my one concern. And I, I hope you're right more than anything else. But I think there were some Republicans who did not vote for Trump. And now they would. And now that the world has, like, not technically collapsed, and if they're the kind of Republican voters that primarily just care about how the economy is doing. And that's yeah, it. that's true. If they decide that, like, hey, it's fine, I guess I'll just vote for them. Yeah. That is my worry. I'm not sure if that would happen or not. I, hopefully it doesn't. And it's not even necessarily a part of this prediction. No, but you're right. Like, I just was curious about that. I don't know. I, uh, but what I am predicting is that Dow Jones goes below 20,000. Okay. That's a good one that we could easily see the result of. Yes, very specific. Although I guess Bears winning the Super Bowl is pretty specific. That's, that's also very specific. We'll know. All right. Uh, what is your number two? Another vague one for me. The G League professional path that's starting uh-huh. is going to put a big hurting on the NCAA. Ooh. That's a good one. You're definitely right. And I like didn't even think about that. Because the reason is, and I, I, maybe I could quantify it somehow. Like, I think that... I like big hurting. Big hurting. I think if you... That's measurable. It's measurable. We could yeah. say, it, well, it was a big hurting. No, it was a medium hurting. <laughs> uh, but I think that there's enough players who, when given the cho- when given a realistic choice, I think the salary is going to be like 130 grand. That's pretty good. If you If you're given the choice of, you don't have to go through the sham of going to university for a year. Just to get to the NBA. Instead, yeah. you can make like a pretty decent chunk of change to play for a year and learn mm-hmm. in a professional league. They're going to take play, that choice. Yeah. The other thing is like college players play 30 to 35 games. Yeah. And then they have to bounce up to the NBA, which is 82 if you don't go to the playoffs. Right. Which is an insane leap. Yes. And a disadvantage yep. for those players. It makes way more sense to go to the G League. If you can get a livable salary. You can get a livable salary. You're getting exposure to coaching. Like, Jerry Stackhouse coaches the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. uh, G League team. And they're like, there's coaches in the G League that are, uh, like, considered the next level of, they're going to be taking some NBA jobs soon. Yeah. Like, they're good coaches. It's, I mean, I'm not saying there's not good coaches in college. There are. Yeah. But it's a different thing. They're not, in college, they're coaching for different reasons than the G League would be, which is just mm-hmm. to prepare players for the NBA. And to make themselves look good by funneling players to the NBA. Yeah, I'm glad the NBA is doing this. I think it makes oh, so much sense. Yeah, this is one of those predictions that I I really want to happen. I do. I want to see players go, guess what? I'm not going to go to Michigan State for one year. I'm just going to go play for the Yeah, and get Raptors 905. Yeah, and get like... Exploited, yeah, you're not getting anything. You don't get anything out and of it. And don't give me the bullshit about the education. They don't have time to do anything with their education. No. That it's a full-time is, job. Is, yeah, play basketball. You won't make any money. You're going to make the university a ton of money. If you go, if you, and I don't care what the, the coaches, I don't care what any coach says. I don't care if it's Roy Williams trying to say that he doesn't care about winning as much as he cares about these kids getting an education. If one of those blue chip prospects was to go to their coach and say, I don't think I can practice because I have a test that I have to study for. They get laughed out of the fucking gym. Yeah. I don't, I, I, and I want to know one person who like feels for these like 
high Division One colleges. Like, fuck them. Why would you, why would anyone? Yeah. Like this is what should happen. It is. They, let let the market dictate. Like if the players really, what their career is going to be playing. And these are the only people that are gonna get, that are going to get offered deals in this program are elite prospects. So it's not like they're going to say anyone that could make a Big Ten basketball team could go to this. Mm-hmm. It's like the Zion. What's his name? Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Like R.J. Barrett. Cam mm-hmm. Reddish, like the big three of Duke, like those level, yeah, they can go. huge prospects. They're gonna say, "Here, we're gonna offer you the salary. You can come play in the G League for a year. Yeah, it's an apprenticeship." It? It's like they didn't even go to college for a year. No, they go to college for like five months. Yeah, that's why, like in the in the NCAA football, these guys that are if they have like a minor injury, they're just like, "I'm done for the year. Yeah, I'm gonna enter the draft." I love it because they're exposing the sham of what. College sports is. It's a sham. It is a sham. And it's a damn sham. I hope... Well, okay, so the prediction was... the This option will put a hurting on the end. Big hurting. Big hurting. I want to see a major hurting. A major hurting. I want to see an irreversible, just Yeah, where it leads to, like, chain, like, the NCAA, like, making changes to try to... Yeah, fuck that NCAA. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. Uh, so that was your number Two. two. My number two is Donald Trump gets impeached. Wow. I don't know that it'll mean he'll get kicked out of office. And the Senate is Republican controlled. So I'm not going to make that prediction. I think he will be impeached. By the House? By the House. And part of me thought right after the election that maybe the House shouldn't like spend so much energy like trying to figure out how to impeach him. But lately, between... Saudi, the, Saudi Arabia, oh, yeah. between his reaction to the California wildfires... That was... Just... And sending the troops to the border for a stunt. Just fuck him. Yeah. Impeach him. Do whatever you have to do. I don't even... Any there's plenty of... you want to take, there's... There's plenty of enough. things that are public knowledge already that are impeachable offenses. Yeah. You don't even have to dig in further. And I think they should just go for it. Yeah. I agree. Because I was just, so, there's a really good podcast called Deconstructed that is about, like, political stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And he had someone on who just wrote a book. She was a she was in the House when they impeached Nixon, and she wrote a book saying The Case for Impeaching Donald Trump. She had also written a book called The Case for Impeaching George W. Bush, so she's got kind <laughs> of a clear brand. Uh, but they went over it for, like, 40 minutes, and there's I was shocked, I was staggered. By the amount of things that I have forgotten about, that if you bring them up again, it's like, yeah, you could just talk about that, and that's enough of a reason. He has so many impeachable offenses that it, it, you end up forgetting about some of them. Yeah, he's doing the thing of like that people do in debates where they like throw out a cluster of bullshit so that you can't respond to it all. That, mm-hmm. That's his career, basically. Yeah. Man, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a prediction that I think will happen or I just hope will happen. I like that you were specific, because all you need for that to be true is if the House votes to impeach. Yeah. It doesn't have to be convicted in the Senate, right? That's what they call it? No. And I, I don't know what'll happen there, but uh, that that's the number two prediction. He will be impeached. What's your number one? My number one is weed legalization takes over the Midwest. Fucking finally. I mean, because I think if these states... Are gonna realize they're just missing out on money. Yeah, that's what's happening. So Missouri, of all places, yeah, has what happened to Missouri re- being a swing state? Oof. Yeah, I don't know. But they have medicinal marijuana uh, passed. 
Mm-hmm. Michigan's recreational. Illinois, the new gov- the new governor already Promised. said yeah. basically one of the first things he's going to do is not only legalize rec- recreational weed fully, he's going to look to vacate people that are in jail for marijuana offenses, which is great. That has been the thing. Like it's legalized on the whole West Coast now, but yeah. Some, I think Washington included, have been really slow on the vacate front. They should, they should be it's doing ridiculous. that It's ridiculous. That should have been part and parcel. Ah, jinx. jinx. You have oh. coke. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why that... It's... It's ridiculous. Who knows? But I do hope Illinois does it real quick. They're do, they're, they're, I've already seen interviews of him saying, like, there's no... He, he sees no reason not to do it immediately as soon as he gets in. Yeah. So then there's another part of it, which is when you do it, like, how quick does it... Because I think Michigan, they passed it as part of this last election, but I think their 2020 is what they're looking at as far as realistically being able to, like, sell it. Because they mm-hmm. they don't have like an infrastructure in place where Illinois has all these medical dispensaries already. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna we'll see what happens, but I think Indiana will probably be the last person to the dance for this. Which is crazy because what can't you get in Indiana? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the only place you can go to a KKK rally. So <laughs> that's one thing. <laughs> and they have fi- they have the only legal fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> in the area. What a shitty state. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. But so they yeah, they're gonna be last just because they're stuck in like, I don't mm-hmm. know what the Stone Age. But I'm sure it's much easier to get meth there than weed. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Which but, is yeah. insane. I'm glad to hear it. Do you think legalizing marijuana is like the fast track um to sin? Yes. Yeah. That's what's going under report. I mean, we're all we're on a one way ride to Oh, we're going straight to hell. Reefer madness, but yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Because when I, I don't know about you, but when what I've heard is as soon as you do it, you just want to go out and like start killing people yeah. and, and finding like I don't crack even, cocaine. I don't know how many people I've murdered. Hi. <laughs> you don't know though. Is it just well, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know. That's yeah, the, that's the part about it that's tough. That's a good prediction, and I I, I hope that happens. I but mean, I'll say to be more to make it more measurable. I think next year it's gonna dom it's gonna be a dominant news story for like the latter half of the year because I think mm-hmm. Wisconsin will look at Michigan and Illinois making a bunch of money and they have a new Democratic governor. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Scott, what's his name? Walker. Scott yeah, Walker's Walker. out. He's out. He's an idiot. Um, but it was a close one though. It was close. It was funny how like Rauner got trounced. Oh yeah. Not only that, he got trounced, and then he had, like, an actually decent concession. Yeah. Because I think he saw, like, oh. Well, when you get trounced like that, you cannot be better. It was, like, 65 to 35. It was, like, insane. It was crazy. he lost by a lot. Um, But, yeah, so I think Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin's a little bit tougher because they're, like, Illinois, like, a lot of the Democratic, like, a lot of the blue parts of the state are really concentrated. So there's a lot oh, of people Wisconsin. living, yeah. Yeah, it's like Milwaukee and Madison. Yeah, so there's a lot of people like covering a lot of that state that maybe would be less receptive to it. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, once you see like I don't know about Iowa, Ohio, probably there's some other areas where it's a little bit tricky. But I yeah. think it's going to be a dominant. Story. It'll happen. What do you think? Is Ohio in the Midwest? No. It's like tough. I don't know. It's like it's one state away from being on the East Coast, right? But it kind of seems. Like the Midwest. I don't know. Half and half. And if it's not the Midwest, what is it? Mideast. Yeah, it's the Mideast. It's, it's the, the Middle, Middle East. East. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, my number one, and boy, if there isn't more of a surefire number one, I don't know what it is. Here it is. The Whiskey Sessions second EP becomes the number one EP of all time. Yes! I mean, without a doubt. High five. For the listener, that was, that was, a, that was a high five was of a high five. sheer confidence. That's how can I have not included that on this list? I, I mean, it's like definitely the number one news story. I don't see how it isn't number one EP of all time. Do you know how much legal weed we're going to be able to buy once we have the number one EP of all time? But then the the, the third whiskey session EP is going to be like a Cottonmouth Kings because yeah. that's how much weed we're going to have. <sighs> I regret <laughs> that all this weed legalization is happening at a time where I don't really like weed anymore. Yeah, it's so disappointing. I know. Well, uh-huh. it's the funny part, the flip side of it is going to be, like, anyone who likes it, it's just going to be, like, uh, they're not going to be interested anymore. Yeah. It's like, you can just get it anywhere, I don't want it. Well, this is so boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll have, like, some medical reasons to need it. <laughs> not actually, hopefully. <laughs> don't listen to things I'm saying anymore. No. Uh, anyway, if you have top five predictions for 2019 that you think we missed, let us know what they are. You can hit us up on our Twitter feed, that's at Whiskey Sessions. Or email us, whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. As you know, if you subscribe to this podcast, we spell whiskey with an E and a Y and a W-H-I-S-K as well. Mm -hmm. So that's whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. And we're going to get to a couple of your emails right now. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what do we have in the old email inbox? Dear Whiskey Sessions, I fully disagree with the entire premise of the last episode of your podcast. Here we go. In order for there to be any one-hit wonders in the 90s, there'd have to be a hit in the 90s. There hasn't been a true hit song since the Bee Gees. Sincerely, Francis from Hoboken. <laughs> I don't know if I disagree with this. I mean, after the Bee Gees, it was kind of like, what's the point it's of It's all like downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, downhill. Huh. <laughs> well... You know, I mean, do we need to go backwards to the 70s? Because we started with one-hit wonders from the 80s. Then we went to one-hit wonders from the 90s. I mean, the next... Then we go back to 70s, then to 2000s, yeah, then, then the 60s, 60s, then the 2010s. Then the 2010s, and then the 50s? Woo, that's going to be a rough... We get shrimp boats in there, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally. Get some bird, bird, bird is the word. Yeah. Was that 50s or 60s? I don't know. Oh, shit. The 70s, I was excited for uh, Brandy. The sailors say Brandy. Oh, jeez. I thought you were thinking about the singer Brandy. No. Like, wow, she, she was born, born in the 70s. Born in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? I didn't think of any good, like, really good R&B hits outside of, like, Return of the Mac. There had to been more. Yeah. Mm. I listened to a decent amount of Cube 93 in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Which I heard returned. It's for, back? Yeah, it went from Cube 93 to, like, Rhombus 95? Yeah. No, I think they called it just like power or something. Oh, like okay. That. Like every city has that power. Um, and then it went back to Cube. Oh, okay. So I'm excited. It's now made it so like every radio station in America, or every radio station, every city in America has at least one radio station that is old school R&B and hip hop jams. Yeah, we've got one now. Yeah. Uh, Bay Area's got a good one. And I love it. Yeah. It's... The greatest trend that has swept the nation in the last few years. <laughs> that should have been another prediction. Oh, yeah. More of those. Yeah. Um, okay. I have an email from Sammy in Kenne- 
Kenny Bunkport. Maine? Maine. Oh, okay. Oh, you already know the place. Yeah. I think that's where you have your compound, right? Yes. Okay. I have many world leaders and dignitaries there. Yeah. Hey, Whiskey Sessions. When determining if a whiskey is smooth or gets the boot, do you take into account all the hardworking distillers who might have their feelings hurt? How do you think Mr. Southern Jay Comfort would feel if he found out his whiskey got the boot? I'm going to answer this. I don't consider it. I mean, Because I'm a callous bastard. You know what? You might say you're a callous bastard. And most people might even agree with that. But, <laughs> no. I would say, like, we have the duty in this podcast. We, we have to tell our listeners. We have to be, you know, honest with them. Right. It's... We're trying to tell them what whiskeys are worth drinking and which are not. There are a lot of whiskeys in the world. Right. You can't have them all. And we're taking it upon ourselves to help the listener make the correct decision. And sometimes that means people are going to get their feelings hurt. That doesn't mean that they can't go back to the distillery and try harder. Well, yeah. That's always an option. That's always an option. Plus, okay, let me say this about that. Would those workers at the distillery mm. have any satisfaction in a half-assed, conciliatory smooth from us? No. No. They would They would send us mail bombs. They'd be so angry. They want the truth. And they if want they, the truth. If their work isn't up to par, and we tell the people not to buy their whiskey, and then people stop buying it because of our large reach, mm-hmm. and then Huge. <laughs> once people stop buying it, their profits go down, and then... Their people are getting laid off. Yeah. And then they see that and they go, We gotta get our act together. They're gonna thank us. They will. How do you reach for the stars if you don't even know where they are? I'm not sure if that made any sense. That's, that's a great <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because it's a great uh inspirational <laughs> quote. Yeah, I think so. I wanna put that on a poster and with a cat on the wall. Yeah, with a cat <laughs> hanging on. <laughs> Uh, all right, so if you have an email, make sure you send that to us. We are going to read it on a future episode, but that does it for this episode. Again, that email address, whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. We're so glad you joined us for this episode. We're going to have new episodes soon. We'll catch it in a couple of weeks when it is the year 2019. Do you believe that shit? You know what's crazy? I graduated high school in 2003. So 16 years ago. If you had a kid Mm -hmm. and you graduated from high school, that kid would be driving. Oh my god. You know what I saw (laughs) the other day that like made me feel terrible? Uh, It was like, if you were born on such and such date in 1997, you can drink now. Yeah. What? I know. No one from born in 1997 should be able to drink. <laughs> should, they should still be listening to Marcy Playground. Yeah, they can have all the legal weed in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But drink? I don't think so. No drinking. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side, whenever that is. So this is Amets signing off. Peace out. Be pimps. See you later.